I was praying for Rainy, and that's Gracie. That's what happens when you start getting older, amen? Amen. They run together, and sometimes I get their names, uh, names mixed up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all continually pray. Uh, pray for them as they, their life takes another turn. God's going to be with them. Amen? amen. Hallelujah. How many ready to get into the Word of God today? Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Thank you guys again. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. It's good to see Wayne in church with us this amen. morning. Amen. Let's give him amen. Continue to pray for him. We're believing by faith. He's getting stronger, and God's going to completely heal his body. How many believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. We're going to talk this morning about freedom is coming to your house. Freedom is coming to your house. How many believe that the more you pursue freedom, the more the devil wants to come against your home and against your family? Amen. How I many the more you pursue freedom, uh, the enemy wants you, the enemy wants you bound. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Moses answered the people. Moses answered the people. Do not be afraid. How many of you know the enemy? Want you to be afraid. No matter what you are facing in your life. Or you're going through in your life. The circumstance. The situation. The enemy wants you to be afraid. That it's not going to work out the way God says it's going to work out. This was, in, this was the same, uh, same scenario that was happening uh, with the Israelites. So Moses answered the people. Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord will bring to you today. Say today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Why? Freedom is coming to you because God wants His children free. God wants His children free. Because God doesn't want you locked up in bondage to your situation. Because God doesn't want you locked in a cage to your circumstances. We cannot imagine, comprehend how the feeling would be if we were locked in a prison camp. We cannot imagine or comprehend how the feeling would be if we were locked in a prison camp. But the enemy wants you and I to be locked in a spiritual prison camp. He wants you and I to have doubt, have fear, have unbelief, always wondering if God's going to work out that situation. He wants you bound in torment of anxiety. God wants you free. The enemy wants you in a spiritual prison camp, but the Bible says, who the Son has set free, let's say it together, is free indeed. Israel was locked in a prison camp called Egypt under the watch of the warden. His name was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a hard taskmaster, and Pharaoh had the children of Israel under slavery. But there was no way that they could see light at the end of the tunnel. 
Pharaoh's army was coming from behind and the Red Sea in front of them. And they could have, they seen no way of escape. How many would raise your hands today and say sometimes you feel like that the enemy has you locked in a spiritual prison camp. That, that the Egyptians are coming from one way and the Red Sea is facing you and there's no way to cross because the, God, because the enemy's got you in between A and B. But some of you are locked in this spiritual prison camp like the woman with the issue of blood. Maybe you need healing. The man in Mark chapter 5 was demon-possessed. He needed freedom from his tormenting spirits. The man King David, he needed freedom from lust. The man King Saul needed freedom from hatred. The man Moses needed freedom from anger. What prison camp you might be locked into this morning, I don't know. But I come to proclaim to you today that God wants you free. Whatever you're facing, God wants you free. No matter what you're going through, God wants you free. He doesn't want us bound in the prison camp of fear and doubt and unbelief and not what's going on in our life and anxiety reigning in our mind. He wants us free. Let's say that together. Free. How many of you want free today from all of the stuff, and all the stuff that the enemy's trying to throw your way? He's trying to bring it into your life. He's trying to bring confusion. He's, he wants to just tear our lives all apart. And he wants us to walk around, Brother Dale, mentally in torment and anxiety. He doesn't want us free. But I come to testify to, to encourage you this morning. You know, I, I used to I used to be a I used to be a salesman. I was a salesman for about 25 years. And one of the things that they always did in sales meetings was pump you up so you would be positive when you went and talked to your customers. Because they don't want somebody coming in, you know, down all the time talking to the customers. They, some, they want somebody that is, that is positive and upbeat. So they would bring us into the sales meetings to pump us up. Well, I come to pump you up this morning. I come to stand in front of a bunch of salesmen and I come to pump you up. Well, Pastor, you're not a motivational speaker, but I am today. I am today. I come to tell you that God wants you free. Those lies of the enemy that Pharaoh told Israel that they will never be free and the Red Sea was in front of them. The Egyptians uh, it was behind them. I come today to tell you if I have to Get a little loud that your heavenly Father that loves you unconditionally just like you are. No matter what's going on in your life. No matter what sin you've committed. Your heavenly Father wants you free from all of this anxiety and all of this fear and all of this doubt. And all of this wondering of what's coming on. Again, Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Moses answered the people. God is answering your questions today, Brother Jerry. And he's saying, 
don't be afraid. Sister Brenda, don't have, she don't have to be afraid tomorrow when she goes to UVA, UVA hospital and they roll her in that operating room and they've got to operate on her skull. Now, to you and I, that is a, that is a, uh, that is a, uh, a, a, a Pharaoh and C situation that she stacked against her. But I come to testify to her, also to you this morning, she does not have to be afraid. For the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob is going to be with her when they roll her into that operating room. Why? Because who the Son has set free is free indeed. Okay? So the enemy cannot bring fear and doubt and unbelief and anxiety when they get ready to roll her in. Why? Because he is God is the one who wants her free and wants you and I free. And we are going to be free in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? So Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. He will bring it today. How many want a today experience? How many of you tired of, 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 of thinking that my healing is coming a couple years from now? Where God's going to touch my marriage a year from now. Or God's going to take care of my kids down the road. How many of you want a today experience? God, today... I want you to bring healing to my body. Deliverance is coming today. Freedom is coming today. Today I claim it in Jesus' name. Today freedom is coming. The shackles are coming off. There are a lot of Christians that are saved. They love God. They've worked a little for Him. But they're still locked in a spiritual prison camp with their circumstances. Acts chapter 16 and verse 24 through 25. But about midnight. How many feel like whew, you're in a midnight situation? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired of going through this stuff. When is it ever going to end? When's it ever going to end? But at midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns of praise to God. What are you doing? Listen, guys. What are you doing in the midst of your circumstances? How many of you find yourself sometimes like me complaining? Two of you. The rest of you are not telling the truth. I mean, let's just be truthful. You're lying, okay? In the midst of your circumstances, you find yourself, well, we got a few here who might be super spiritual, but the rest of us complain, okay? At times, don't we? Okay, that's a little better. We complain. We argue. We ask God, why me? I asked God why me not long ago about a certain situation, and then I just heard that a little girl, eight-year-old girl, had bone cancer. Why her? Why her? 
Not my why me, Kevin. What are you talking about? Why her? Why her? Eight years old. Why her? What are you doing in the midst of what's going on in your life? You feel sorry for yourself? I've been there. I've been there. Come on, I'm just being honest. I've been there. I've been there. In the midst of what you're facing, are you doing like Paul and Silas was doing? They were praying, and they were worshiping right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it, they were praying and worshiping. Right in the middle of the doctor's report, they decided, I'm going to pray and worship. Right in the middle of this, this marriage that's kind of confusing, I'm just going to pray and worship. Right in the circumstances with my, my children, I'm just going to pray and worship. That's what Paul and Silas did, and listen to the outcome. They made the choice in the midst of their circumstance to praise and worship. It's a choice. It's a mental choice that you make. Am I going to complain? Am I going to fuss? And I'm going to argue? And I'm, am I going to complain and blame God for all of my problems? Or am I going to make the choice? This is the path I might have to walk down. And if it is, I'm going to worship God. And I'm going to praise God. And I'm going to pray. And I believe God's going to bring my deliverance. And Acts chapter 16 verse 24 verse 25 gives us this story. But about midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to him. Your negativity. Preach it to myself. Your negativity. And the way you talk. In the midst of your circumstances. Catches on to other people. That are going through things. And they will start arguing. They will start complaining. And they will start blaming God. But at midnight, they started singing and worshiping and praising. And the prisoners took notice. And say with me, suddenly. And suddenly there came a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's chains fell off. Someone needed to hear that this morning. And suddenly there came a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison's house was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's chains fell off. I'm going to just, and I very seldom ever do this. I want to prophetically say this morning, if we will worship and this church will be a worshiping church like never before. And we will pray like never before. We are going to get freedom. And the, all the chains are coming off. And all the doors are going to open. Moses said, stand firm. And your deliverance is coming. I'm going to give you three action steps real quick. Actually, step number one, speak confessions of faith over your circumstance. Speak confessions of faith over your circumstance. 
Because it moves, it removes doubt, it removes fear, it removes unbelief, it removes a wondering mind over what you're facing in your life. Speak confessions of faith. It's time your faith has a voice. I thank you, Jesus, that I am free and no longer in bondage or slavery to anything or anyone and I am no longer a victim or a victor. I am free from all generational curses known to un uh, in the unknown. I am free from fear, anxiety, stress, and worry. I'm free from all mental, emotional bondage such as depression, oppression, grief, fear, guilt, and brokenheartedness. I am free from all fatigue, tiredness, and weariness. I am free from all addictions, food, substance abuse, destructive habits. I'm free from all sexual problems and impurities. I keep my mind pure. I'm free from all spirits of sickness and disease. I'm free from the spirits of death and suicide. I'm free from all poverty and lack of debt. I'm free from all strongholds and bondage in my life. I am an overcomer in every area of my life. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I'm boldly declared I am free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. My faith has a voice. Number two, the second action step is to stand firm in worship and fight off the, the enemy's whispers. How many would declare and say today that there is not a day goes by that the enemy does not whisper in your ears? The lies. He tells you and I every day that we live. He whispers these little lies to us over and over and over and over again till we come to the place that we start believing those lies. We start believing those lies. And sooner or later, as you believe the lies of those little whispers, as he comes and whispers in your ear, you start believing those. And then those little lies become a bondage. Listen. And then that bondage turns into oppression or depression. And it all started back of accepting the lies of the enemy. Because we said yes to that little voice that was speaking to us. Now, the Bible tells me that Satan is the father of all. All lies. Nothing he tells you is the truth. Nothing he says is the truth. But if you allow, say with me allow. You allow the enemy to get in your head. Then he's going to destroy you. He's going to destroy you if you allow him to get in your head. So the second action step is to help stand firm in worship and fight off the enemy's whispers. The enemy 
has a way of whispering these little lies to us, these half-truths that he whispers. That freedom's not coming. Freedom's for the next person. Freedom only comes to a group of people. It's your fault that you're in this spiritual prison cell. So you'll live in fatigue, tiredness, weariness the rest of your life. But Revelations chapter 12 verse 9 tells me, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives and whispers those lies to the whole world. The number one thing, Satan targets your mind. But worship fights that off. Worship defeats that. Worship brings those strongholds down. Worship makes God the victor and Satan the defeated one. Worship makes me stand strong. Makes it, worship makes me stand in the midst of the enemy's camp and say, Devil, you're not having my mind. You're not having me because I am victorious and who the Son sets free is free indeed. The last thing, stand with someone else. This is, this is a very important. That you have someone in your life to stand with you when you're going through circumstances in your life. Now, this is Father's Day. And men, we're really good about hiding things. They're quiet, but they're, they know I'm telling the truth. They're, we're good about, I got it. We're good about, I'm with Brother Wayne. We've talked about this before. I got it. I don't need anybody's help. I'm praying myself through it. Come on. Right, Brother Jerry? We've, we got it. We don't, we don't, I don't need to call two or three other brothers to pray for me. Yes, I do. I've had circumstances come in my life, and the only way, listen, men, the only way I got free, and the only way I got free in my mind, and the only way I got peace of heart was when I went to another brother that I totally trusted in my life and told him and poured my heart out, and he prayed for me. And days down the road, I become free from that situation. You find someone to confide in, men, and ladies, when you're going through something in your life. Somebody needed to hear that today. Well, I'm tough. I know you are. But can I tell you something? So is the devil. I'm tough. I got this, Pastor. But God designed us men. Listen, guys, I'm talking to you this morning. God designed us men that there's things that we go through in our life that he's not going to let freedom come until we humble ourselves and allow someone else to come in our life and be a part of it. Because God designed us all to be together, to care for one another. And when we're going through problems in our life, that we care for each other. I text my under-shepherds. They got, one of them's got a wife at home, and, 
and uh, our under shepherds, they got things going on in their life. I constantly like to encourage them and tell them I love them and I know what they've got going on in their life because they are help, they're helping pastor you and aren't they doing a good job? Yeah. Amen. Aren't they doing a good job? But in return, they got things going on in their life. Find someone to confine in when you're going through something in your life. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, my brothers whom I love, listen to Paul. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm in the Lord, my brethren. Paul loves his brothers in faith. And he's telling them to stand firm because he believed in them. He wanted the best for them. He cared for them. And he was encouraging them to stand firm in the midst of their situation. I want to read this scripture one more time. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. It seems like the enemy has hit so many people in this church over the last year with stuff. In and out of the hospital. This going on and that going on. I come to encourage you today. Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord that he will bring today. I claim it. Let's say it all together in closing. Today. That God's bringing, God's bringing freedom today. Come on. Let's, let's stand as we say that. Today. Who the Son is set free is free indeed. Let's say that one more. Look at your neighbor. Okay. I want you, I'm going to give you just a second to give your neighbor a little pep talk, okay? And I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, okay, who the Son is set free is free indeed. Tell them they're coming out of it. Uh, hey, 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 hold on. Oh, Lord. I would not want you on my sales force, okay? All right, I want you leaving here feeling by faith that God's going to work in your life. Do, do we serve a great God? Huh? Now, do you believe that He's going to set us free? Do you believe He's bringing healing? You believe He's bringing prosperity? You bring, He's bringing joy? He's bringing peace? He's bringing happiness? I serve a big God. Uh, let's say it together again. Look at your neighbor and say who the Son has set free is free indeed. Right, one more time. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. How many of you feel better this morning? You know God's got you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got my back. Amen. Before we leave, before we leave, before we leave, before we leave. Sister Betty, did you want to? Would I bring something down? Why do, you come up here and I'll hold you. <laughs> you want me to bring my stand down? Okay.
Okay, there you go. You going to preach? You going to finish? I hope they brought their uh, lunch.
Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Grab someone by the hand and let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your grace and goodness and love. God, you are a powerful God. God, I believe by faith as each one of them, God, walks out of this building, God, and they've heard the Word of God, not because of me, but God, because it's your divine living Word of God. And Father, we're believing by faith when we leave, who the Son has set free is free indeed. We thank you for your grace, your goodness, and love. And Father, once again, happy Father's Day, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.